This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that could have been a ticket man at Fulham Broadway Station. What a waste. And we're not referring to Chelsea's uh, Chelsea Fancast chosen profession. Oh no. Uh, two matches in a row. Chelsea's wasteful profligacy in front of goal have cost them. Drawing against Atletico in midweek was unfortunate, but against West Ham on Saturday it was more than careless. Losing to a London rival is bad enough, but when they happen to be in 19th position in the league, that defeat is unforgivable. Worse, a fourth defeat in 16 games this season pretty much ends our title record. Uh, title record? Title challenge. According to Antonio Conte, anyway. Um, he is... Uh, well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, his press conference is interesting, but is he really being just brutally honest? Or is he playing political games with the board? Who, let's face it, should share some of the responsibility for not giving him what he needs? Uh, Whatever's going on behind the scenes, Conte and the players surely must have known what to expect from West Ham in a London derby. Was the sluggish start down to tiredness? And if so, why? Is it a case of stop Hazard, stop Chelsea? Or was it just a bad day at the office and maybe we should stop filling our nappies? Anyway, the title of tonight's show is... What a waste, the Chelsea fancast number 407. And on this night of all nights, uh, we've got the, uh, the wonderful, uh, the wonderful, perspicacious Jonathan Kidd. Oh, what a lovely word. Thank you, thank you. He's a bit less perspicacious than usual. I'm feeling a bit, I'm a bit under the weather. I'm Are you? Cold. I'm a bit coldy, yeah. I've got, I've got, I've got a bit of a cold. Oh, I may say how lovely it is to be on the same team as the, the smut dream team. Indeed. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I feel that I, I needn't say much. I can just hide in the background and let you let you two get on with it with Chidge. So, uh, I would love it. Like nothing more than to, to just get on with it with Alex. It would just be fab. 
Oh, you wait <laughs> till we get to the charging ball statue of New York and everybody rubbing its ball sack. Yeah. Yes. Later. Oh, uh, poor, poor old Jonathan, not feeling too well. I was going to say, mate, if you wanted to hide in the in the corner, as it were, and not say much, last week's show would have been the show to do it. Bloody hell, Marco and uh, Joe. God, they talk for England. Those two. We we didn't have to say much at all, did we? No, they they talk um, very wisely and they do. Uh, with, they do. with great anal- a great analysis. So. Uh, it's it's nice just to sit back and think, oh, I never noticed that. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, blimey. Yeah. No, they're good. Whereas they're good. today I'll be thinking, oh, I never know, knew that word existed with the uh, the two smart buddies. So, <laughs> I've never heard that, like... that word on radio before. Oh, hmm. They like to say in the States, I did not know that. And uh, somebody who yes. will definitely know that for sure would be the wonderful, lovely... One of my favourite people at Chelsea, the lovely Alex Churchill, also known as the girl who likes balls, who um, would definitely know that because she was in New York all weekend watching the Chelsea match, and she's also got a stinking cold. So that's two out of four of us have got a stinking cold. Am I right, Alex? Uh, mine's flu. I'm up great. Oh. I see your cold, JK, and I raise you to flu, especially oh, after yeah. walking snow blind through Central Park, determined to get artistic snowy pictures like a fool in a blizzard. Yeah. So are you, are you actually back now then, Alex? Yeah, I landed this morning. Oh, right, okay. Oh, well done. Yeah, after not a oh, wink of sleep because I had the most antisocial tosser I've ever experienced <laughs> on an aircraft in front of me who put his ah. chair back horizontal. I'm five foot three and I didn't have anywhere to put my legs for six hours. What was Chidge doing on the plane? <laughs> do you know what I did? In the, in the end, after the fourth flight attendant refused to do anything about it, I decided, OK, I'm going to make your flight as inconvenient as mine. So I kicked the back of his seat for five and a half hours. You're not a child whatsoever, are you? No, I literally, I would wait till I saw him dropping off to sleep and then kick it again. <laughs> make sure I never, ever, ever get on an aeroplane with you. Alex, it's brilliant having you on the show, particularly as you've just got back from New York. And you're, uh, so you must be jet-lagged and tired and what have you, but also not well. And I'm very sorry to hear that. I hope you get better soon. Uh, last, but by no means least, uh, the other half of the Smut Dream Team, uh, the Reverend Tony Glover. Good Yay. evening, good evening, good evening. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm just so excited because I can hear her voice. Um, it's just, <laughs> and she, she's, it wasn't, I didn't mean to get an early dig in at you there, mate, about, you know, um, <laughs> some person who just didn't give a shit what anybody else was thinking on the plane um it's just you were an easy target and i can't believe that jonathan kidd would ever ever misbehave on the plane mainly because he'd be up in first class wouldn't he he would be the captain <laughs> drinking with he'd be a, with my, yeah, with my manservant my yes, manservant his manservant might yeah, like yeah, yeah. smart buddy smart yes. buddy well, I took no, well you, you know he might be the captain drinking Vat 69. That's the picture I have in my head of him, but there you go. Right, uh, let's get on with the show, because there is loads tonight. I warn you people out there in Mixler land, lots on the show tonight. Um, first up, we're going to be asking uh, whether the title challenge really has ended. I mean, was, was Conte right to be so brutally honest, and uh, what can we expect for the rest of the season? Uh, in part two, we're going to ask, whilst losing to West Ham was a nasty case of deja vu, is it a case of stop Hazard, stop Chelsea, or is there something wrong with team selection and squad rotation? Uh, and to lighten the mood, uh, we're going to be hearing from Alex about her experience of watching the match in the Football Factory at Legends in New York. In part three, we're going to discuss today's draw in the Champions League round of 16, where Chelsea have drawn Barcelona. Who knew? Kel, uh, Kel surprise. Easy, well, easy. Let, without, without, without... Uh, 
blowing our load early. Um, I have to say, I did, I did uh, yell, uh, let out a yelp of euphoria when I realised that we hadn't drawn PSG. So, but anyway, we'll get into that later. Uh, basically, are we are we happy with that? What are our chances? And is this the competition we should now focus on? Uh, and of course, in part four to round up, uh, we got loads and loads and loads and loads of emails to read out in the latest episode of J.K. Nori, as I'm now going to call it. <laughs> So there we go. Right. Um, Do not forget, dear people, uh, you can listen to this little thing that we do every Monday. It's called a show and it's live Live. every Monday, every Monday night at seven o'clock. And you can find it by going to this wonderful streaming site called Mixler. If you want to listen to it live, which is great fun. A lot of people do. Loads of people in there. And uh, they they all kind of know each other now in a virtual sense. And they have a good old chat and kind of ignore what we're doing. Occasionally throw in a comment. But... uh, you can find it at mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast. And I commend it to you. Uh, but failing that, you can just catch this as a podcast about an hour after we finish the show. Of course, you can tweet us at Chelsea fancast. Tell us what you think about anything, really. Uh, but you can also uh, you can follow us on Facebook, too, which is basically just go facebook.com forward slash Chelsea fancast. <coughs> you'll, you'll find the, the old fan cast page, which is great. It's where all our blogs go. So there you go. Right, after this little break, we will be back to talk about a football. Right, first on the agenda tonight, really, uh, you know, and, and picking up from, which I thought was, um, in some respects, a start, stunning, startling, I don't know, I, I just, I wrote, a, I wrote my Yahoo blog really on the back of it, but, you know, Conte's uh, post-match uh, press conference was, was quite something, I thought, um, really, just for its brutal honesty, um, you know, he thinks that, well, I mean, for, I think really he thinks we're out of the title race now, but I, th- I thought it was quite interesting that he thought we were never in it, having lost to Burnley. But, you know, the bald facts are losing four matches out of 16 when you're, uh, you, know, you know, I mean, if we're talking City, I mean, you know, that they've, they've, not, they've not been beaten. You know, it says it all, really. But I think the first question, Jonathan, is is he being realistic? Or, or, or There was a few moans on Twitter that he was sounding a bit defeatist, and it kind of begs the question, you know, well, I'll, I'll ask that question later, but you, is it realistic or is it defeatist? Yeah, I, th- I think it's, um, it's uh, well, it's both, isn't it? Realistic and defeatist, because he's... Well, we're, there we're is not a gonna, good point there, yeah. Yeah, we're not going to win it, because City is so fantastic. City are a fantastic side this year. Um, but I, I I do feel that if it makes him not sort of bother and just thinks, well, uh, then that's the wrong attitude to have. We should enter every game as if we're going to win it. And I, I love the word that you used in your um, uh, in your article for Yahoo, which said that it was embarrassing. It was intensely embarrassing to lose to West Ham at the weekend because they are 19th in the table. And uh, um, all right, he's organised them better, Moyes, but... Uh, um, uh, I think there are a variety. There's still of West Ham. There's still, indeed, there's still West Ham, and there uh, and we are. It's that business we've talked about before. We are. We're we're such a good team, and and if we're going to be a major force 
in in world, not even European football. You just have to roll these people over. And I know it was difficult the other day for City to do it, but they they succeeded in getting through the um, the 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 the. the the barricade that they set up, whereas we didn't look as if we were going to get in. I didn't think we'd have scored in another, you know, four lots of 90 minutes going on. Though we were better, we were better once he brought on Pedro and William, which is something to get on to later. I think mm. it's a it's slightly recurring um, theme that we have at the moment is, is why defend? What, what's the matter with him at the beginning of games? And also, why do we, the first 10 minutes of nearly every game we play, why do we look so completely detached from well, the whole that, thing that's that's definitely for later jk that. definitely yeah, for yeah. later i listen, know listen old fruit what i mean here's the thing kind of picking up from the back of that um you know what was he right to say it or, or i mean the, the, i nearly kind of telegraphed this in the first question I, i'm itching to I, ask I you so will, 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 yeah, will no, the I, players will the players use this as an excuse that's my worry if the boss is sitting there saying well we're not going to win the title now you know, I, I do worry about the mentality of a lot of the players on that side. I mean, will they just say, oh, well, fuck it, we can't play, we're not going to win the Premier League, so let's not bother trying. Do you think well, they might I do think, that? Yeah, I think there's, there's distinctly that possibility. Um, <clears throat> uh, um, but I, but he has to show his uh, his mettle, doesn't he? I mm. think he's got a few things wrong recently. The first time I've ever said it, you know, because we're so used to him being so fantastically successful. But... Uh, um, I think he's, uh, once again, we're going to get on to it later. I think he's got the selection process wrong. Yeah, but he, mm. the, the players could could feasibly do that. I think there are several of them that don't look as if they're, you know, sort of, you made that announcement. I don't think they're doing it at the moment. I still don't think they're quite um, on, on their game. But it's, um, uh, no, I think we've got some problems. Mm. Um, as, as the last two games have proven. You remember, I was very enthusiastic at the last... Uh, the last fan cast saying that, you know, I thought we might win all, all eight of the next games that we played well, and we had that yeah. potential. But we've, with the last two, we've decidedly come unstuck and uh, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a real shame. It is. Um, Alex, um, you know, considering all of this and, you know, the, 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 I know, I mean, I want to I save the last bit of this for Tony because I know it's a bit of a hobby horse of his, <laughs> like it is for me, but... You know, there is some responsibility to be had here. I mean, wh- where do you think it is, Alex? Is it Conte's re- responsibility or fault the players or the board for not backing him? I mean, he I seemed did... to be being a bit political about it, I think. I, th- I think I see him getting into the realms of some checkbook Pulis-style media skullduggery, but being very new to it and quite amateur at it, if I dare say something bad about Conte. I see, like, when... When he comes out, he just he seems to do it. Checkbook Pulis is a calculating bastard. He comes out and he says things because he thinks he's Machiavellian and dark and scary. Whereas I think Conte sometimes just lets his emotions run away with him when he's talking to the press um, and and when he's frustrated. Um, and then I think he probably regrets it a little bit afterwards. Um, I think he is being realistic. I think he I think he probably does did believe that we were never in the title race because of the business that was done in the summer. Um, whether he should have said it out loud in public, I'm not sure I agree. Um, I think it's a combination of everything, to be honest. But I will say that this is basically what is happening this season, sort of a, a good attempt at staying in the Champions League places, but not really challenging. It's what I expected from his first season. Never forget that he blew us out of the water last year. That was mm. totally unexpected, and he did something really really special 
And what he did was make a rod for his own back in his second season. Because had he done this last year, we all would have been fine. We all would have been like, yeah, oh, we yeah. steadied the ship. We're doing okay. Yeah, yeah. Next year, we'll be gunning for it. So what he's done by winning the title is made his own life more difficult. Um, and I just, um, I'm in the camp of just give the guy a break, give the team yeah. a break. I think this season, he, he basically not lucked his way to the title, but like I say, did something really special and all the chips fell for us with regards to the other teams and we won it. Now this is the season where he's needing to integrate. He's needing, I mean, he's, he's needing to get into squad rotation and the, the whole pressures of the English league and that we don't have a Christmas break and everything. I mean, he's going into seven premier league games in four weeks or whatever. Now he's not used to it and he's learning and He's trying to build a squad around it. And I said in the blog, which I finally got up this afternoon, that if we get through this season and finish third and we make the last 16, if we beat Barcelona and go out in the next round, I'll be ecstatic, personally. Um, here, here. Yeah, and I just... And then he's integrated Christensen. Um, they've done something really proactive in getting Loftus-Cheek out there to see if they can move him along. Um and he, he's brought Moses back. And I just think he's done some really good stuff, but it's a work in progress. And mm. I think if anybody thought that we'd win that league like that last season and then not have the best transfer windows, and obviously everybody else was gunning <coughs> for it in the summer because they fell short last season. They spent a shed load of money and they didn't win the league. People like okay. Pep. So, of course, they spanked it. So, I, I just think we need to be realistic in terms of it well, isn't well, always just about okay. Chelsea. Well, look, talking about being realistic and, and, you know, Tony and I have secretly, actually, we've been our own little blue squirrels on this because it's quite a tough one to come <laughs> and put your head above the parapet for this one. But, you know, given, given that um, Man United are uh, spending a lot of money, given that Man City are spending even more money, I mean, they are like some kind of James Bond villain of football at the moment, I think. You know, they're just spending and spending way more than we ever had. And then, of course, you've got PSG. I mean, you know, you can argue that Man City and PSG are both basically funded by countries. But I, my, my suspicion is that we are facing a new reality uh, in, in football as Chelsea, something that we haven't really had to face since Roman turned up which is that for one reason or another, we don't have the spending power of these clubs. Um, you know, I think we have the money, but we've decided that that's not how we want to spend it. Um, so, you know, and I think Alex's point was brilliant, Tony, actually, because in some respects, it probably didn't help winning the uh, the league last year because it, it means that the board and us, in a sense, just keep going with this expectation that we're going to win stuff every year. But actually, we're now competing on a very unlevel playing field with these guys. What I worry about is what you worry about, Tony. And you, you coined this phrase, which I'm now going to steal. It's the <laughs> Arsenal, 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 it's easy for you to say. <laughs> yeah. Arsenalification, I'll say it again, Arsenalification of Chelsea, mate. Is that where, where we're heading? To a degree, I think, yes. Um, you, you know, uh, any team that starts spending... 120 million, 150 million, or 200 million every single 
um, transfer window. It's a race to the bottom at that point. Well, they did 200 million just on fullbacks. Yeah, they did. They did. And I, I agreed with pretty much everything you said. <laughs> I read your blog and I think, you know, Conti's honesty, I think, is a breath of fresh air. I'm sick of uh, media Muppet managers coming out and just reading the party line. You know, if he's pissed off, he's pissed off. And I like that because he's he's echoing how I feel. In terms of Arsenal, Arsenalification, um, I, I, I kind of agree with the fact that we we're never going to compete we've got a, we've got a ground to fund let's get that one straight okay um that's going to cost a lot of money and we knew there'd be a hit um we've won the premiership two times in the last three years okay um united can't say that i don't think united no. will get anywhere near city this year i think united and um, there was a brilliant article in the guardian today by uh, barney rone i think or someone that said about Mourinho's old-fashioned he's out of date okay we as us i think this is about and, and, and Alex just alluded to it. We're building something here. OK, Roman is probably saying I want to return on the academy because we've got these fabulous players that win the Youth Cup every single year. OK, that have, have given City more than a good run for their money. Um, it's about time we started seeing that. I would change that to Bayernification because I think he's looking at the Bayern Munich model and Bayern Munich aren't out there spending 250 million every bloody transfer window. Right. So and, and yet they're still a force to be reckoned with. In fact, one could argue they've been one of the prime um, uh, uh, clubs in Europe over the last 10 years, because I remember we met them many years ago and no one was particularly worried about it. But when we went to the Champions League final, they were a different proposition. And any other day they would have beaten any other English yeah. side. And mate, I like mate, mate, uh, mate, sorry, I'm going to butt in because I've yeah. got to take issue with that because Bayern Munich. Um, don't have Man United or uh, clubs like Man United and Man City uh, in their league. They are they are way 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 the richest club in Germany. Yes. They, they're the Man United of Germany, and they yes. basically cherry pick the best Bundesliga players every year, and they don't have to spunk hundred million on doing it like we do over here. So I, I understand what you mean, but you cannot compare. It's not you're not comparing apples with apples there, mate. You really are. Uh, and that wasn't meant to be. What I was saying was that they have a different methodology as well. Don't forget when Germany rewrote their whole um, footballing philosophy, which has put them back at the top of the international tree. We've just started to do that in this country as England. And I think the Chelsea Academy has been a big contributor to that. And you can see that mm. now with, with Southgate's rather brave selections, if you like. But I think very good selections. Because let's face it, what, how the fuck could they be any worse than the idiots we sent over a couple of years ago or whatever? Um <laughs> Over in Brazil. And I like what I'm seeing with Conte. My point is, the model that we had was unsustainable for any club. And I think, mm. you know, ultimately City and United, they'll all come to a grinding halt. And, and United have had their budgets um, uh, uh, squeezed by the whatever the mob that own them are called. I can't remember their names now. Okay, Glaziers. Yeah, the Glaziers or whatever. Um, and, and I think it's, it's something different. And I think Roman is quite a forward-thinking person. And he's probably got this down. You can call it Arsenalification. But let's start seeing some of our youngsters come through. You, you, otherwise, you're just going to become in this unsustainable model. And, and who wants that at the end of the day? I, I, I just mm. think, you know, with, with this year, Chidge, we've got a top six, maybe seven. Isn't that what we all wanted? Or did we yeah. just want a duopoly, you know? Well, I, I, I'm all for that. And I mean, just to kind of summarise this up and, and bring Jonathan back in there, and I think it, it comes beautifully back to this point, doesn't it? Because, you know, Arsenalification, OK, it's a bit clickbaity and we're being a bit extreme because clearly we're very different. And I have a suspicion that Arsenal, well, they had to spend kind of comparatively, I think, a lot more money on their stadium. 
and clearly their board really don't give a shit if they win anything. Otherwise, they wouldn't no. have kept Wenger in charge for twenty years. No, no, no. You know, they 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 know from a financial model as long as they compete in the Champions League and get to the last sixteen every yeah. year, that does for them. We are not in that ball camp at all. And no. I think Tony's point about. The development are very tranchant there. But I given all say, of that... To- yeah, go on, go on. Go on, go on, go on again. Just one thing, though, where we are in danger of Arsenalification, right, <coughs> is in our style of football where we are over-elaborating, okay, oh, well, trying yeah. to do this fucking master Save it, save it, save it. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. Don't worry. We're going to do that because I have <laughs> got the right royal hump about it. Uh, Jonathan, I mean, what I was kind of leading to is... is you know, I think we're all saying that, yes, you know, we're not going to win the title this year. City looked too good. But, you know, is it really over? I mean, can we really... I mean, I mean, I know I heard I heard a stat this weekend, Jonathan, saying that, you know, no, uh, if City are going to be around 14 points, give or take, you know, by the end of the year. No team has, has lost that kind of a lead. So, you know, the statistics tell us that City are going to win the title. But surely, as no, football supporters, no we lost. have to... Anything anything can happen, can't it? Surely. Well, I think in the in the Premier League history, no team has over, overtaken yeah. an eight-point eight well, lead. Yeah, they were saying not even 14. Um, uh, but I don't... Uh, I don't believe that we'll, we'll carry on winning. I think we'll lose again to yeah. a lower side. So uh, if we if we play the way we've played the last two games, you know we'll we'll lose to Bournemouth in the in the League Cup. We'll um, we'll we'll lose we'll lose to someone else. We don't. Th- I mean, you know, tomorrow night, what the Huddersfield game? They're going to defend exactly the same way. Yeah. Um, he's got to come out now. Listen, I'd like to throw something. I'd like to throw another grenade in. Um, I have a friend who has a friend. Whose dog? No, no, no. It's not that complicated. It's blue squirrel. Um, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's, yeah, blue as, cheese. As blue cheese. As blue cheese. <laughs> I have a friend who is friendly with the board, and he came up with a piece of information the other day, which was that uh, in the summer, Conti said he wanted out, and consequently, the board didn't pursue any of the people that he originally wanted to buy because they thought they were getting yeah. a new manager. They thought they were getting a new manager and therefore the board isn't to blame for any of the hanging on, not buying the players that Conte wanted because they thought they were getting a new manager and they were obviously not going to buy these players that the old manager wanted. And he then changed his mind. And by then it was too late and they just, they struggled to then get the players in that he'd originally wanted. And so what what this story means to me is that we we have to appreciate that his mind may not be completely on the team uh, and that he's slightly um, uh, unbalanced is the wrong word because it gives the impression that he's you know, mentally defective. But I mean that he's not he's 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 a man of great. We established that he's a man of great emotion, um, but he's. He's a bit all over the place over some things, and I think he's more over the all over the place than we we give him than we've given him credit for. I think in a in a you know in a, he's a very passionate man, and I think these passionate passions can lead to um, uh, an mood uncertain and un, yes, mood swings and uncertainty. Can I add yeah. something? Yes. So Juve, I mean, at the time, streets ahead in terms of players and performance than any other team. 
not that high pressure onto Italy where you're not at it week in, week out, like he is here. Yeah. Is this a bit much for him? Just another grenade. While we're at it, let's just let's just napalm the shit out of it while we're at well, it. Well, my um, my source also believes that this is his last season at Chelsea, and that's mm. that's and he's got a he's got a um, a line to the board. Um, mm. uh, so um, Merry Christmas, everyone! Yeah, Merry <laughs> Christmas. Love, JK. Hey, hey. Sorry, uh, sorry, you are you are listening. Stuff. You are listening to the Liverpool uh, fan cast here, <laughs> yeah. giving a right well, kicking to Chelsea. Well, no, we're if not we, really. We're not really. Right, enough. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Time out. Time out. We're going to go to. We're going to go to a break. No, don't we? Well, well, I think it's more likely to be Ancelotti actually. I think, but let's 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 hold those thoughts because uh, after the break. We're going to be asking... We're actually going to talk about the match, you know, and cheer us all up a bit, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're going to ask, whilst losing to West Ham was a nasty case of deja vu, uh, which is, uh, contrary to popular rumour, is not a sexually transmitted disease. Um, is it a case of stop hazard, stop no, that's, Chelsea? That's, or... that's deja screw, isn't it? Oh, very good. Very good, JK. Uh, so anyway, is it stop Chelsea, stop Hazard, or stop Hazard, top Chelsea? Is there something wrong with the team selection and the squad rotation? And to lighten the mood, I promise we will lighten the mood. We are not going to have a depressing fan cast. No, because we're going to hear about Alex's gin-addled uh, liaison with the Continentals in New York. I, 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 don't, I, I haven't actually had an email from the Neat Brothers yet to say, please, that, that weird girl that you sent over, please, we don't want her back. So I think it went okay. I Plus, think it went well, okay. after the break, the smart bodies are in the house, so there's bound to be boobs and yeah, willies at some point. We'll be good. And if it all gets found, boring, I'm just going to talk about the cricket. For uh, Glover in New York, I managed to take a picture of the Flatiron building so that it looks like a cock. Oh, okay. that's the sort there of thing we go. want. So there we go. Well, Alex, Alex was in the football factory at Legends in New York, which is, of course, is where all the, the New York Blues hang out when they're watching Chelsea. It's a great bar. I, I went there once. And uh, there was no football match there, and they weren't going to let me down. And my wife, <laughs> this is quite funny. I must share this with you. You know, I, I turned up there. You know, and I'm, I'm I'm quite a humble guy. I don't like you know do the big I am. Not, not that I had anything to be big I am about there. But my wife basically because they weren't going to let me have a look at it. You know, and she said, "Do you know who he is? He does the Chelsea fan cast." You know, there was a look <laughs> on these poor Yanks' faces. They didn't quite know what to do. Of course, I sank about eight foot below ground at this point, going, "Fucking hell, sure, don't ever, ever do that." Anyway, we digress. We'll hear all about it after the break. The only place for Chelsea fans: footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Right, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and you're listening to the Chelsea Fancast. Already in part two, where did it all go? Uh, anyway, I've got in the house uh, the wonderful Jonathan Kidd, as always. A delight to be here in such fantastic company, as always. That you, Every Indeed. week, it's just more and more impressive. I'll tell you what, JK, there ain't nothing wrong with our squad rotation, I think. Well, I get it like right every Grinch week. you're like the Grinch slash Eeyore today, JK. You just sound <laughs> deflated. No, I've he's got, all right. He's I've calm. 
my energy isn't what it should be. If I, I could it's be asked, cold. I would sing Chelsea Eeyore, Chelsea Eeyore, hello, hello at you. But my <laughs> would you well, do like a, a heard... donkey impression? Can you do no, I'd get Arnie to do that. I don't know if any of you know Arnie um, Bino, but he's brilliant at his donkey impression that he frequently does at referees at away games. Finished? Thank you. Yeah. We've got Alex on the show, but you know that. Uh, we've also got the Reverend Tony Glover, <laughs> deep in darkest Hampshire with us tonight. Indeed. Evening all. Nice to be hello. here. Always hello. Always a pleasure. Hello, hello. Right, OK, let's get on with it because lots to discuss tonight. Uh, now, the first thing is um, deja vu. We've seen it all before, haven't we? I mean, the, th- the first thing that, that, that we really need to talk about, I mean, it was just like the Palace game. I mean, Alex mentioned this in her blog. I had a bad feeling about it. I really did. Um, but the thing that I just couldn't understand, Tony, why the slow start? It took 20 minutes for them to get into the game. I mean, for God's sake, you know, they do they, do they not realise that this is a London derby and that West Ham are going to be absolutely into them like a train from the, from the word go? I mean, why why do they need 20 minutes to wake up, man? I've supported Chelsea since 1970, Chidge, right? And you know how they talk about, oh, you know, the Arsenal way or the West Ham way or Man United? I'm beginning to wonder whether it's our way. I I genuinely do. I mean, every time we've come out and made a really good start, Atletico Madrid, for example, we didn't take advantage of it, but we did it in the first game of them. And it's fantastic. And it's a joy. And you sit there thinking, (coughs) ah, the mould is broken. Brilliant. Now, look at us. We're coming out and we're doing to other teams what other teams do to other teams like City and all that sort of stuff, yeah? And then you come up against West Ham and you just think, oh, here we go. And it's that thing. I've seen it all before. If, if ever, and I, I reckon if you were dull enough to go back over every game Chelsea played in about the last, certainly, 15 years, if you like, back to 2002 or whatever, you would find that we are the archetypal team of two halves. If we have a good half, a first half, we're generally shit in the second half. Yeah. Um, and if we have a really bad first half, we come out and play out of our skins the second half. And we, we did it against Burnley. We had a 20-minute headless chicken mode against Burnley where we conceded three goals. But when we were down to nine men with 10 minutes to go, we were fabulous. Fantastic. Mm. And it's like someone... I, I don't know. We, there used to be this thing that um, Danny Baker used to say, not specifically about Chelsea, but occasionally about Chelsea, is that they go in at half-time and it's almost like they've got an, a, a, a nurse in there who you know, puts a little towel around them, lays them down, gives <coughs> them a little bottle of warm milk and lets them have a little snooze and all this sort of stuff, yeah? But what they really should be getting is a red-hot poker up the arse, yeah? And I, I've often said we should... And I wonder whether this has got anything to do with like, Last season, we had JT not playing but in the camp. And I wonder whether he was backing Conti up or, or going in and saying, listen, lads, you've just played like a bunch of fucking pub players. Get out there and do some good or whatever. It just seems to be almost default Chelsea style. And I couldn't believe as I watched it, right, uh, I, it, you know, the amount of times I've sat there almost depressed to the point of turning the television off and going, I know what's going to happen here. We're going to get mugged off. Look at Swansea. We had so much of the play there. And yet, here we go. Pass, 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 pass. Can't score or whatever. This was the same. I'm worried about Morata. I know you're going to bring this up later. But I, I'm worried about, uh, I don't know. Is it desire? Is it well, yeah, whatever? Uh, well, I'll tell you I, what. I, I look, I mean, but, but, I but, let, me, let, me, let, let me help you out there. Because Conte, Conte, again, was quite effusive in this in, in, in the post-match press. But before I talk about that, actually, Tony, you've reminded me of something. I, I, I interviewed uh, 
for a program, God, over 10 years ago now, Ron Atkinson and um, a lovely bloke from West Brom, Alistair Brown, Tony Brown, really good player oh, he was yeah, in yeah, the yeah. 70s, yeah. And uh, it just transpired. We found this footage, basically. But anyway, the, the, they, Tony Brown was saying that the, in order to get uh, the West Brom players pumped up as they were running onto the pitch, Big Ron would, would loiter by the touchline. And as each one of them was about to run on the, he would punch them in the stomach really hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, said, I, said, I said to Tony Brown, I said, well, you know, did it work? And he said, well, it certainly woke us up. And I asked Ron about it as the counter to the interview. And he said... Yeah, he said, mind you, it worked. You know, so yeah, maybe yeah. that's what we should do. Maybe Conte should stand on the touchline and as they're just about to run under the pitch, surprise them with a kick in the bollocks or something. <laughs> I'll do you know. it. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm we should sure do. I'm sure people get paid for far more stupid things at Chelsea Football Club. I'll volunteer for that job. 50k here's a year. The thing. Here's the thing. I mean, you know, Conte said in the presser, Jonathan, that, um, that they were really tired. Now... I wrote in the blog for Yahoo, you know, I, I just, I can't stand how professional footballers can be tired with less than half of the season gone. But then again, you know, as I said in the blog, I, I struggled to run for the bus. So, I, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm not the best to judge, but I just don't understand how they can be tired. Or, or, am I missing something here? Well, City should have been well, tired. Think, yeah, yeah, City should be exhausted as well. They just never seem to stop running. I don't know if if, if, if he's noticing they're tired, he should play a different side, shouldn't he? He should, but I suppose then the problem is he hasn't got the uh, hasn't got the reserves to do that. And Drinkwater was injured; it was uh, ill yeah, again. That didn't help um, did it at all, actually. No, it, it didn't. My, my 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 problem with all of this is that they he seems to be setting up defensively, and um, every single time he brings on uh, Pedro and William, we just look a completely better team. He did it against Liverpool. He did. It, I think he did it against. Um, Atletico, he seems to almost want the opposition to to attack, and just to the idea is he just soaks it up and gets everybody on the counter. Is that because he thinks they're tired and he wants them to uh, to control, just to defend because they're very good at defending? But they weren't, you know. They obviously they weren't that good at defending Aye. because they let an out of it in. Um, it seemed a very soft goal that first goal against the. Oh, I don't know. I, th- I thought I thought he put that away quite well. No, he scored. He's a good player. He's the best he's played for them because he's he's a, yeah. you know he made that move. He's a decent player, but I still thought we were a bit uh, poor at defending it. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's the business of giving the ball away, but no, it's the it, it, you you are depending hugely on um, Zappa Costa and and Bakayoko playing well, and neither of them to me mm. seems to be no, in the zone. poor games. They're poor games, and I, yeah. But once again, look, I think John, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead here. I think. Well, no, but no. Let's get into it because actually, I, I thought you know, apart from the fact that we were dozy, apart from the excuses about us being tired, you know, the tactics, which again, I'm a bit disappointed about because I think there are people. I haven't said this on the fan cast for a long time, but there are people yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest who knew exactly how West Ham were going to play. Yeah. Um, but you know, let, let's be honest. Uh, it really played into West Ham's hands totally by scoring a goal after six minutes, you know, because it just enabled them to sit there with 11 men behind the ball. I mean, to be fair to them, they were canny enough to try and catch us on the break. They just really weren't good enough to punish us. But that really, really played into our hands. I also think, uh, Alex, that they did a pretty good job on Hazard. You know, they, they really stopped the ball getting to him. There were a lot of men on him as soon as he got it. They were they absolutely denied Chelsea space, uh, you know, in the final third. So I actually thought, thought, thought that West Ham 
tactically got that spot on. But what really pissed me off, to be quite honest, is that it was just on. It was naive. I just thought it was really naive of us to try and keep playing through the middle and overpassing and you know trying five passes outside the box when one would do because they were going to find it so hard to put a, a clinical ball through when that when they had eleven men in front of them, Alex. Oh, just first of all, wow, 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 we're tired. I'm sitting here with flu. I'm not even getting <laughs> fucking paid. This lot are on six figures a week. I don't give a shit if you're tired. Do I'm what sorry, I Alex. I, I have to take issue with that, that jo- jo- Jonathan and Tony are not getting paid six figures a week by me to be on this <laughs> show. Seriously, I did 18-hour shifts in a bar. I was tired. I smacked down some Pro Plus and got on with it. Just I'm sick of like all this, oh, but they need to be cuddled and everything because they're tired. Fuck off. Everyone's tired. Get on with it. It just that there was there was nothing to do with being tired that game. That game, it's like they turned out and they were just blur from kickoff. They just Great. weren't at it. It was like they they just didn't. I, I know they give a well, shit. Why not? Why not? On the pitch. Why not then? No. I don't. Do you know what? Do you not remember way back in at the beginning of last season before we put the winning run together and everybody was nappy shitting about Conte getting fired by September or whatever, that they said that he runs the players really hard in training. And and who is it that's left and bitched about this? I can't remember now. Someone who's since gone who just said that like literally they felt like they'd been run into the ground in training um, like they never had been before. Is that an issue? I don't know. Matt Hicks, was it? I don't know. Yeah. This is why not. But anyway, Tony, some, some of them sorry, weren't sorry, happy. Alex, go on. Some of them weren't happy with it. But to be honest, I don't give a shit. You've had a year to acclimatise <coughs> it. Yes. He needs to wind his neck in and realise that the you're playing double the amount of fixtures or two thirds more or whatever, and that you can't do what you did last season. Or they need to just acknowledge that's what's expected of them and adapt or piss off. I just mm. I, being tired is not an excuse. Correct. Okay. Well, look, on, on, a, on a more on a more technical point, Tony, why on earth doesn't anybody shoot anymore? Oh, for a Frank Lampard. Oh, don't that even get me worst. on that one. Just shoot. Um, yeah, you know, we 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 definitely have lost someone who seems to be able to. Well, Marcus Alonso can do it. He's yeah. done it a few times. He's got a good shot on him. He could take a good free kick, as can William. But not only that I, I, person running into the six-yard box yeah. just in case they can get a follow-up. Yeah, Alonso and, and, does it sometimes, but Lampard did it relentlessly. Frank, yeah, Frank was Frank was a a, a a a unique player in that sense. Um, and I I you know it's going to sound a bit daft, but I do see that there may be one you know person with enough fight in him because he's desperate to prove himself. I think, despite his you know the fact he's been injured and ill, um, I think Drinkwater is going to be one of those players who gets the bit between his teeth. He just looks like the sort of player that um will bust bust a gut to, to, to get through the game. Um, he, he's not going to cover as much ground as Kante, but this overpassing, this this intricacy, you know, against Swansea, we should have had three or four goals. We had chances to shoot, right? Mm. And, uh, it, you know, the players are damned if they do and damned if they don't. If they take a yeah. shot, everyone goes, oh, fuck me, you should have laid it off. Yeah. And if they don't take a shot, everyone's like me. Oh, sitting well. and, you know, and it goes... Well, I his... don't know, mate, mate. I, I, I'd never berate a player for cracking one off. <laughs> but you know the other thing is is that this persistence with short corners we're fucking <coughs> by short corners right I'm sick to the back team you've got a free cross but the thing a is it's like cross. the logic is so amateur it's like oh they've got big meatheads in the middle we'll play it short 
We're not good at it. Stop no. doing it. Play that it in is. and try and win the header. You've got Kane in there. You've got Bakayoko in there. Can I leave in Yeah, wait, let Jonathan speak. I think I may have said it earlier. What I don't understand is once they went one up, and all they did was defend and try and hit us on the break. Why did we not then bring on all the the uh, the quick um, attackers rather than wait until you know twenty minutes to go? Why didn't we just no, bring them no, on? No, to be fair, I think he started earlier? bringing. No, he did. He, I think he he had all his subs on by sixty-five minutes, Jonathan. I think at half time that was tactical. Yeah. That wasn't. I know the national. Did he that? Like, oh, Bakayoko oh, okay. was terrible. He got pulled off. No, he went but, more but, offensive. But Jonathan, Jonathan, picking up on that point, actually, and I mean, God, we are having a right old moan tonight. Why not? I don't mind a yeah, moan yeah. occasionally. It's what it's all about. But uh, I, I have to say, I think it. We, we were so fulsome in our praise of Danny Drinkwater last week, weren't we, J.K.? That yeah. I, I think it was very, very unfortunate that he, you know, that he's obviously got your flu, basically. Or I think he's either either that or he's been kissing Alex. I'm not quite yeah. sure. Oh, which, I wish but, he looks like yeah, him. But, <laughs> he's got a twinkle yeah. in his eye. I reckon he's proper dirty. <laughs> Can I ask what, what constitutes dirty, Alex? Oh, I just think he's potentially a nice bit of filth, just, yeah, which, what, which never what did anyone. Mean? What um, does that mean? Filth? Oh, I I'll, mess, I'll message you on Facebook later. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that out of naivety. I'm just wanting you to tell everybody on. Uh, on I just reckon. Yeah, I just she... reckon he could be proper dirty if you let him, and I would. You you sound that like that bloke Jonathan who was uh, who did the infamous Sex Pistols interview and was asking de- deliberately <laughs> provocative questions Grun- so that they Grundy. would tell him to fuck off. Bill Grundy, that's Bill it. Grundy. Bill Grundy. Yeah. There's yeah. very little very... like that, wasn't he? Said, what, yeah, what makes you think that uh, you, the Sex Pistols, are uh, special? What do you do exactly? Oh, you think that's clever? Do you swearing? Yeah. Basically, JK, again, I'm say saying I'd let him do pretty much anything to me. There are a okay. few. Okay, all right, all right. You, your cross. sex life could, shall remain uh, not on the fan cast. Thank well, you. Well, um, Join it. Chichi it's not. Yeah, but it's not Chelsea. It's not Chelsea. It's not Chelsea. Alex fantasy, is it? It's fan cast. Anyway, smearing you and custard. Jonathan's getting excited. It's all oh, going so very, very peaked on. Um, listen, wait, right, shut up. Otherwise, I'll mute you all. You know how it works. Um, look, drink water not being available, I think, really didn't help. But what, what I couldn't, what I couldn't, what I couldn't, what I couldn't understand, what I couldn't understand was why he played Maratta if Maratta wasn't well. And I mean, you know, surely, surely, in the uh, uh, airplane sense, Batshuayi would have done just as well or badly as Morata on the day. But it's not the only option we have up front. I mean, he could have played William Pedro and Hazard, you know, as the kind of the three false number nines, and they could have done a job. So I don't understand, uh, Jonathan, why he, he played Morata when he was obviously not well. Because, I mean, you know, apparently he had a bug as well. And yet he played him not just for the first, you know, he played him for the whole 90 Living minutes. Home, yeah, he was he was clearly off the pace. That. The chance he had in the last few minutes, that volley, when he just uh, missed the goal completely, was uh, was dreadful. In fact, we had about three clear chances towards the end, didn't we, to, to win it. And, uh, and nobody hit the target. Um, uh, it was, it was, you just knew that was going to happen. I knew that we'd get the chances as well. That's the thing. Because that's, that's once again, it's my, the same I, the problem I've got, is that once he brings um, the, the cavalry on, we do very well and create the chances. So I don't understand why he doesn't bring them on first. 
and then score a few goals and then you know bring the defenders on to 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 hold it up i don't uh, surely that would create a different completely different dynamic particularly with Mikel? against the hammers <laughs> yeah I but i mean you know just just to, just to pick up on that though mate i mean you know like i said earlier on you know the whole game plan change. <laughs> the last thing, if you're Conte and Chelsea playing against West Ham, yeah, and yeah. let's give them the credit for the fact they knew exactly what West Ham were going to do. The whole game plan goes tits up the minute that West Ham score, as I said, and early, because yeah. that means they're just going to sit back. But so then you've got you've got to change Chich, things. Chich, for the once, the first time I can ever remember, the referee was having none of the time wasting. I hate that prick. And yet he mm. warned them and then he booked them and he gave them no scope. But he could have added half an hour onto that game and we still wouldn't have bloody scored. Well, but yeah. he didn't, in fact, he didn't, yeah. fun enough, he didn't actually add the correct amount of time on at the well, end. Well, he is a tosser. Re- regardless, because if you took how many substitutions there were, that was already three minutes and he added five. And there was a um, a foul at the end of the game where one of them rolled over, wasn't that one of the... Just oh, Winston Reid pretending yeah, to be and dead. That, exactly, was pretending and that was, that was two minutes and he didn't add on the time-wasting at all. So, you know, all right, he, he, he did half of it by booking players, which makes a change, but he still then didn't add the correct time on. But as you say, I don't reckon we just scored regardless. So. I'm glad you've given me scope to still hate him. Yeah, well, yeah, listen, yeah, no, just, just moving it on. He's a hateful, moving, hateful ref, hateful. Mm-hmm. Mo- moving it on a, a, a tad, I mean, it kind of takes us kind of right back to where we were because, I mean, if if if, if he plays Morata and he, and he won't bring on Batshuayi, it tells us that you know, that uh, he doesn't have faith in, in in some of those players in the squad, which means that we're short in numbers and quality, which takes us right back to where we were at the beginning, which is OK. One of the views is Jonathan's idea or, or rumour that uh, they didn't buy players because they didn't think he was going to be here or, or, or whatever. But we've ended up in a situation where the manager really doesn't trust a lot of the players. And then we end up in the situation that we were in, which which does concern me, I have to say, Tony. Well, yes. I mean, I, I don't get the impression that that he doesn't trust players. Um, that, you know, there's. Well, a, why didn't he bring Batshuayi on then? Well, because he was cutting a hot water bottle. He was cutting a hot water bottle like a massive <laughs> fool. That's why. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I think Batshuayi when he came on, was it against played Watford? Was magnificent when he for twenty yeah. minutes or whatever. Um, and they would have given us something else. I, I'm, I'm one of these people. I love. Uh, Murata, I like, he's called some great goals, but he's in Drogba mode, isn't he? He's in Drogba first season mode. Oh, did you pull my shirt? Yeah, I'll go down then. Um, oh, that was embarrassing on 13 minutes. No, yeah, on the no replay. one. Now, I, I seem to recall at the time um, that the I think it was Lamps and JT and a few of the others, you know, got hold of Drogba and said, you've got to stop all this shit. I think it was after the alleged finger in the eye that happened right in front of me <laughs> against Manchester yeah. City. I think you'll probably remember that one, Chidge. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. went down as if he, you know, I mean, JFK didn't fucking fall out of his car like he did that day. It was just embarrassing. And but I then who was... is there to do that now? Well, that's my point, Alex. I don't, I don't know that there is anybody there. Uh, oh, for a Perlo or someone like that in the, yeah. in the stuff who would just say, look, for fuck's sake, man up, get on with this. You can't do it. In Spain, it may well be the bloody uh, the norm over there. In Over here, it isn't. And, and referees do, we see it, you know, they do let players get kicked up in the air a little bit. Uh, and their reputations do go in front of them. It took Drogba years to shake off that uh, whole uh, reputation of being a diver or whatever. Morata is heading down the same one and it makes him look weak. And I think it allows him 
So he, he's bullied by by other defenders, uh, you know, by the bigger defenders or whatever. And I just think, so I don't think, but Conte's lack of faith, uh, I think he, he he's in this second year. I think he's probably disappointed with what he's got as a squad or whatever maybe there is it is baffling uh this this not choosing william and pedro from the start against a fucking team that we could have been running rings around yeah where we needed extra creativity <laughs> we need we needed something chidge where if they were and you said it yourself when people in the amazon rainforest that, that they they have picked up on the fact that west end will probably try and stop hazard yeah you have a plan b and a plan c out on the pitch and we just didn't seem mm. to have that i don't know if it's a lack of faith I, I do wonder whether it's part of Conte's. Um, how can we put this? Right, it, it's uh, he's come crashing back to earth from the highs of last season. It's a real reality check for him because we've been found out to a point, okay. Um, and it's not the bigger teams because they want to come and play football and impress themselves. But these little teams, they 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 have one game plan, and we can't get over it. And we can't get over it. So I don't know about that lack of faith. I, I think possibly he's. Don't forget, how many players did we use last season? 21, was it, all season? I, I don't know, mate, but it wasn't many. He's not a tinker man. Let's put it that no, way. No, well, but, he, but, he, but you know, he had that luxury last year because we were only in the, yes. in the league. We didn't have two games a week for most of the season. So, you know, and we didn't have any injuries. I mean, you know, that we had a bit of luck with that, I think. Listen, let's just bring this to some sort of a conclusion because I, I do want to leave some time to talk about Alex's New York experience because that's bound to cheer us all up. But kind of going back to, to what you were, were saying earlier on, and you know, given that we think that the the title challenge is over, and this might sound a bit weird, but I, I really kind of there's a lot about what Tony said that I I agree with, not just because I love him and he's a mate, but uh, this whole idea that um, you know it might not be too easy for us to compete, certainly in financial terms with the, the clubs like City and United and PSG, etc., um, and that Roman you know, may well have identified that. So, you know, if that's the case, uh, can you not make a case for trying to, you know, bring some of the youth through? Because if we're not going to be able to spunk loads of money on on, on on big marquee signings and we've spent all of this money on the academy, then if we're, if we're not under the pressure to, to go and win the league, OK, we've still got to get in the top four and I get that. And let's let's be honest, it would be nice to pick up a trophy or two. But, you know, is this not a good time to try and, 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 and build the club in a different way? And I'll tell you what else occurred to me, uh, and I'm going to fire this one at Jonathan, actually. You know, I, I have to say that I had a chat with someone, I can't remember who it was, but they were moaning about the, 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 the football we, uh, we, we see in the Premier League now. And, you know, we, we've done 10 to 15 years of this brilliant kind of stoic play. But we seem to have had a bit of a problem kind of transitioning to a different style of play. You know, if we're not going to win the league this season, wouldn't it be nice to see us just play some really attacking football and, and you know, perhaps not being defensively minded? I don't know. I just Maybe this is what I'm trying to say in a very cack-handed way, Jonathan, is that perhaps not being able to win the title this year might offer us some sort of an opportunity to do things differently, bring the youth in, play a different style of football. I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. What, what other style can you play? Because um, he, he was, you know, 3-4-3 um, three, three was, uh, um, was completely novel last year. What, what, about, what about 2-3-5? What about <laughs> let's go back to a 2-3-5. And let's all play like Chumley Warner. Have full-backs who kick the ball up the field to nobody. 
And uh, there used to be a bloke who sat in front of me who, when uh, when the ball was being you know, ticky-tacked about, he'd say, stop all this short stuff, get it out the pitch, get it out the pitch. Then the ball would be booted by somebody, um, mm. particularly it's kind of Graham Wilkins-like, and he'd go, yeah, that's the way to do it. Ah! the ball is immediately given away for a goal kick up the other end and everybody's happy hooray and your cap is thrown in the air and you sing um, we're the ones to set them alight set them alight set them alight Chelsea which I don't think's in uh, I don't think's in um, in Marco's book that one despite my having remembered it um, but yeah, there were lots of people like that. Um, well, I wonder. Well, once again, we're you know we're going back to my my view is he's got William and Pedro, and uh, and they bring them on slowly. And why not go on at the beginning? Because every yeah. time we go on, we we tear them apart. You know, the yeah. the last ten minutes against Liverpool, Liverpool had a terror of defensively unbelievably feeble, and we took them to the cleaners in the last ten minutes. And we'd never they'd been on for 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 twenty minutes those two, and then attacked. We'd have we'd have won easily. Um, I think. I think Pedro is going to be right to be a bit peed off, actually. Oh, completely, completely. Yeah, he does, yeah, and yeah. he comes on and he plays. He he, he runs around like a like a, a blue ass fly, as my oh, name. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly what my dad used to say: blue ass fly and uh, rabbit. There was a, a bloke called uh, Rabbit who played for Chelsea in the fifties, and uh, he, he, he Eric Rabbit Parsons. Indeed, Eric Parsons, absolutely. But no, he uh, he does. You just think, um, well. Isn't that the way to do it? I don't know what other, but what other pattern? I don't know what we could we can have. I mean, I, if he did decide he was leaving in the summer and then changed his mind, he's he's created his own. You know, he's he's as you said earlier, he's created a rod for his own back. By can I just uh, say something about what yeah, you said do. though. Is, yeah, yeah. If, if the board really have sat there and said, well, but we didn't buy anyone because he said he was leaving. What? So you didn't realise you'd still need fucking footballers <laughs> in order to play football. <laughs> Well, I think they were. Excuse, I don't. They were were probably lining up. They were lining up. No, they were lining up another manager. I know. They they didn't want to buy. They didn't want to buy these players in case the manager didn't want to play that way. Good players. Look, guys, go on, Jonathan, yeah. very quickly. They're going to say, I'm intrigued by the fact all those rumours have started again about us buying, uh, Bat Schwiber's going out on loans on Twitter, and that we're about to buy Bellotti again, and all these, the, the Jamaican boy um, uh, from, uh, from um, Leverkusen as well, we're all in for these players, which is, is mm. it's almost as if uh, when we don't, don't do very well, um, Conte's off. Uh, and we're about to buy three players in the transfer window. As are going to Real Madrid. Yeah, all yeah. of that. Exactly the same happens. No one wants to play for Chelsea. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. But I think your question about bringing the youth in, I just think, once again, they're not going to bring the youth in if it no. means that we're not going to well, that's, qualify that, yeah, but that's, for the Champions that, League. It's that, not going to happen. That is, yeah, but that's my point, in a sense, which is, you know, there's we, a very good chance. Go Shut way. up! <laughs> Fuck's sake! You're muted. Ooh, My point is, is that if you know, if we're if we're going to find it hard over the next few, because City, I, I suspect, are only going to get better, if not richer. So if if they continue in the way that they are, and if the Premier League is going to get a lot harder to to win, then maybe maybe something has to give. So you know, if if we're going to find it harder to do that, and we're not prepared to spunk the money to do that, then perhaps we do need to follow through this plan that I think Roman has which is to bring some of the talented players in the academy through. But the thing that has to give is his demands to win the bloody league or the Champions League every year. 
But you know, wouldn't maybe, we maybe, we maybe go back, maybe go Abramovich back to the, maybe go. View. We knew that he maybe, had that view because he tried to impose Loftus cheek too early last year. Yeah, yeah. That's very, that's possibly very true. But I think the biggest problem, Jonathan, and, and, and this is the point I'm really trying to make, is you cannot have your cake and eat it too. And we've got away with having done that because by hook or by crook, we've always managed to win something. But actually, perhaps we should go back to the future, which is to actually build a team. You know, build for the future, try and do it a different way, which is from what we're told is what Roman wants to try and do. But if he wants to do that, he's got to stop hiring managers and then saying, well, of course, you know, I want you to do all of this, but also I want you to win the league every year or the, or the Champions League or whatever. Because I don't see how it's ever going to change if we keep doing that because you're just going to get great managers in like Antonio Conte and the first thing they're going to say is, well, if you want me to win shit and I want to win shit because it looks good for my CV, then I want to buy ready-made players for 70, 80 million. And then you still, you know, and, and you're back to where you were. And I, and I feel quite a lot of frustration about this, as you can see, Tony. Yes, and I, but I agree. And I think you can't have it always. And I've said before, um, you know, the expectations this season. I, I was one of the people who said I'd, I'd settle for a top four place, okay, um, to see some advancement, okay. We, we, you can't, you, not many people win back-to-back premierships, especially now, okay. Um, and what we did last season was exceptional, okay. Um, it was way beyond any of our expectations, if we're all honest, okay. Um but this season, I think there was an opportunity to, as Alex summed it up perfectly, a top three place or whatever, um, last 16, maybe last eight, if, if, if we can take Barca out of it, of the Champions League, maybe an FA Cup. Surely that's got to be enough. If you're going to bring something, we've, we've done something, as she said, proactive with, with Rubens Loftus-Cheek. And I, you know, there's a great one, Jack Aranda-Cheek um, on... Um, on, on there said, you know, Roman Abramovich, when he came into football, was what we, we call it in our industry, we call it a disruptor. Somebody comes in and throws everything up in the air and broke an Arsenal-Man United jopoly. Let's let's remember that. That's exactly what we were getting. We were getting a Rangers Celtic with Arsenal and United. OK, he's broken that. And maybe with Emanalo leaving, OK, here's a chance. A, there was a big story about the fact that there's going to be a big shuffle around in, in the Chelsea hierarchy. And maybe this is about the time to change. I'm not buying into this Conte might be leaving. I'm buying into the fact that there are some fundamental changes going on. Beyond, and he will have been given a remit to finish top three, whatever. I, I, I genuinely think, yes, you're right. Most of the fans would be prepared to see if two or three youngsters get in the team and come through or whatever, if it meant... Not winning something, but finishing with reasonable dignity and pride in, a, in making a top four position and maybe a trophy or whatever. Yeah. So I agree mm, with you on okay. that. Good. Okay. Well, look, we're going to, I promise you, Alex, that after the break, we're going to start with your experience in the football factory. Uh, but we're also going to have a chat about the uh, Champions League round of 16 draw today, where, of course, Chelsea have, uh, are going to be renewing hostilities with our Catalan friends. Are we happy? What are our chances? And is this the competition we should now focus on? We'll be talking about it all in a minute. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel 
if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Right, we're back, and uh, uh, you're listening to the Chelsea Fancast, of course, with uh, the wonderful Jonathan Kidd, Tony Woo! Glover, and the wonderfully naughty Alex Churchill, who we all love very much. And uh, we love her so much, actually, that we, we did waffle on a bit in part two. And I did promise her that we were going to find out what her little trip to uh, the football factory in New York, New York, to go and watch Chelsea play West Ham was like. So, Alex, what was it like? Uh, the 6am alarm clock was crippling. So it was a 7.30 kickoff, and dutifully, the football factory opened at uh, 7am to let us all in, or legends did, so we could go downstairs and put breakfast menus out. And uh, a load of English people who happened to be... New York is absolutely overrun with Brits at the moment, especially in the blizzard the other day, because all the New Yorkers were like, screw that, I'm not going out. But all the Brits were like, well, no, I'm on holiday and I want to see Central Park. So being typically British, kitted up, and Central Park was entirely British at one stage. But, um, yeah, so they we all went pouring in there at the crack of dawn. Um, unfortunately, we had a Spurs fan sat near us, but he knew to keep his mouth shut for most of it. Um, we had a hammer in there as well, actually. Uh, who also didn't do that much cheering, considering we were so fucking terrible. But no, it was really good. Um, so it's, it's quite like a little taverny experience downstairs, in the, and there's uh, football ephemera everywhere. So the giant PSG flag, flag so they also the um, home of PSG in New York as well, I think they are. But uh, no, TV's everywhere, good crowd in. Uh, we sat with a lovely chap called Rodrigo, who reads the blog, so I wanted to buy me gin. So obviously I'm not going to say no to that, but he brought Cousin Alberto with him, who they'd been out the night before and Cousin Alberto had only had two hours sleep before he was dragged out of bed and thrown in a a loaned Chelsea shirt and told that he supported Chelsea. And he was great. (laughs) He was brilliant by the end of it. He was the only one still cheering. He was like, no, no, 
yeah, yeah, I acknowledge that this is shit, but I'm Chelsea now. I'm wearing the shirt. Till I die, I'm Chelsea. So, yeah, it's probably better than any of us because we're all sitting there pissing and moaning by half time. So, yes, lots of tourists brits in to watch it. And uh, so glad I got up at that time of the morning to see us be that shit. Mm. Now, here's a question for you, Alice. Did you did you meet anybody who had heard of the Chelsea fan cast and, in fact, you, other than Rodrigo? Uh, yeah, obviously, Chidge. Everyone knew your name. And uh, No, no, first... no, no. That's not what I asked. That's not what I asked. <coughs> yeah, the, the thing is, the pe- where I was sitting, most of the people were sort of Brits on holiday. So right. they, they sort of, they're the regular match goers and season ticket holders that happened to be, there was a couple of ladies that were there with a big, like a dozen family for a 60th birthday and they popped out early on to go and watch it and things like that. So um, yeah, so people knew of the fan cast and it, but I, I didn't really? run into that many New Yorkers in watching right. the game. I wonder if, because of the kickoff time and the fact that it yeah. was like West Ham, that it kind of dampened, obviously dampened the turnout for uh for the New York supporters, I guess if it had been a, a better fixture and not so sh- stupid o'clock in the morning and the time of year as well at Christmas, people of yep. New York was so rampantly busy with other things like SantaCon on Saturday that I, I think perhaps you might not have gone into Manhattan if you could help. I think it's a fair point. I mean, a lot of the American mates I've got, you know, they say, for Christ's sake, Chidge, if it's a six o'clock kickoff in the morning, do you really think we're going to haul our ass out of bed? To go to a pub that might be two hours away to go and watch the match. No, we're going to mm. watch it on our eighty-inch screen from our bed with our nice, comfortable wife next to you know. So I, I kind of get that. I mean, I think I think an evening kickoff is where these places come into their own. Absolutely, yeah. it's, it's lunchtime for them. But look, the bottom line is: Did you have a nice time? Did you enjoy it? Would you recommend it to anybody? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'd like to go back for a, a, a better mm. game and, a, like you say, like one of the the lunchtime games where everybody and not when I mean like the, this don't underestimate I keep whining about this SantaCon but it was a fucking nightmare basically you get a load of pissed up kids come into Manhattan dressed as Santa and they get given this route and they they're literally crawling by early evening and there's vomit everywhere and if I was a New Yorker I wouldn't be going anywhere near that shit either mm-hmm. well I, you know I've what never, Alex never... what we should do I was just, just sorry. Finish the point. Yeah. Uh, we should, Alex, you and I should do a joint visit over there. I think we should, we should, we should do like a, a state visit to the football factory. Me and Alex, yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Sorry, Tony, you're about to say. I was just about to say I've never been to New York and I really want to go. Oh, just we'll all do it. We'll dress thought... you up like Prince George when we get off the plane with the little. Oh man, that, that would make my day. Yeah, yeah. And, and do you know the madness what? of George three. They, they would, they would be people who'd believe it. <laughs> I'm yeah. Cool. yeah. My God, you Chidge know. Can, can be Kate Middleton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kate Middleton. I like her bum. Do you think I get locked in the tower for saying that? Probably. No, we should move on. Um, I, I basically, to finish this little segment up, I vote that we all, including Jonathan, we all go to New York for the weekend to go and watch a match at the Football Factory. We should do that, yeah. And, and we do a podcast there just to just for shits and giggles. Now, um, we need to get back to the football. Um, as luck would have it, uh, the Champions League draw was at 11 o'clock this morning. And we were faced with the prospect of PSG, Besiktas or, or Barcelona. And it's really interesting, actually, because all the paper talk beforehand, some bright spark had worked out that in percentage terms, we had a much higher percentage chance of getting <coughs> Barcelona. And lo and behold, we got Barcelona. So the first thing, uh, Jonathan, is um, are you happy with Barcelona? No, not really. I'd have liked Besiktas. 
Uh, oh, of course, because you like to get shit teams. I know we said always, this last week, didn't we? Always. Yeah, I like yeah. an easy route through. I can't bear the tension. Don't we all, darling? Um, <laughs> Doesn't yeah. like any obstruction, do you? No, no I don't. I don't no. like. I don't like to make the effort at my age. Um, but, uh, <laughs> doesn't like too many obstacles in his way it's no, a bit tough for him to no, get through exactly um, everything's all a bit uh, flaccid I was going to say something soft. really disgusting about lubricant then uh, lubricant uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Um, anyway look the bottom line the bottom line is look you know we could have had PSG and that would have been a darn sight worse because I mean they're spending money like it's going out of fashion. They're determined to win it. They've got Neymar and all of that. And I have to say, in a weird old sense, I, I, it, it's, it's kind of funny, isn't it? It's, it's, it, it I, I can't, I'm actually quite looking forward to renewing hostilities with Barcelona. And when we look back over the last, well, really, nearly 20 years now, uh, we've had some good old ding-dongs with Barcelona. I mean, I remember the 99 game vividly when we were 3-0 up at half-time, uh, only for them to score... That blood, what's that awful bloody Rivaldo, wasn't it? Was it Rivaldo, Tony? I can't remember, Chidge. Um, but I think I know it was, who, I remember, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just, you know, yeah. But that was and then they spanked the us. They spanked us, didn't they, in the return? Yeah, I, heard, I heard that Chelsea players literally shat themselves before they went on the pitch that night. But that's another story. But we've had some great ones. The 2005 one, Mourinho's first year. Yeah. Uh, where we were, again, 3-0 up. And then there was the one with... Uh, Hiddink. With... Uh, yeah, well, I don't want to remember that one. That that really pains no, no, the, me. The, 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 the away, the nil-nil away. Where oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, played Essien yeah. at right back in order to yeah. um, stop uh, um, the wingers from getting forward. It was a brilliant piece of, of tactics from hitting. Oh, hitting it was, and that. it was so specific to that game as well, yes. wasn't it? Yes, if I was there and it shouted out by a, a Spanish man who said, um, it's not the way to play football. It's not football the way you play. Your the team. enemy of football. Yeah, uh, Frank's goal. Remember in the new camp where he, he got it in from yeah, pretty much the, the, the touchline. Goal that was. So oh, there's great wonderful. memories. Really, it's great, been up yeah. and down. Yeah, I still, I still, I still don't think that. I still, I know. I think if we were playing, if we played as well as we played against Atletico away, and uh, uh, they're not, they're not as good as they used to be. Um, uh, I think we're in with a chance. I still think we're in with yeah. a chance. But I really would rather have played somebody much less uh, high profile. And particularly since Mm. we're starting off at home the first leg and then we're away for the second, so... Well, that's that's the problem of coming second, isn't it? It is. It is in the group, you know, which we we flagged up a few weeks ago. Alex, where where are you on the Barcelona thing? I mean, I, I think Jonathan and myself are quite happy. Well, I mean, Jonathan doesn't like like playing anybody <laughs> decent. I know that, but you know, it could have been worse. And and I think you know you got to play them sometimes. So why not now? Is my view. Oh, bring it! I'd much rather have those Bellins than Juventus. Yeah, yeah, have got the uh, worst yeah. Game. And actually, when you yeah. look at the teams that, um, I mean, I know that, that typically United have got the easiest fucking game of all, but they, they weren't any better off than us in terms of who they could have ended up playing. They all had Real Madrid in their pot, didn't they? And it mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just, I'd rather play Barcelona. It's sort of better the devil you know. And it's just like, you know, if you defend really well and really solidly and build from the back, then you've got a chance. Whereas I just think Juventus were just whole, a wholly more efficient um, and, and wasn't it, who was it that, I mean, Barcelona got destroyed out of the competition last year, didn't they? Or was that the year before? That was the year before, but Bayern, wasn't it? Bayern, Bayern. So it was Bayern. Yeah. Yeah. So they've not, yeah. they've not set the world alight in the last few years in the Champions League. I just, I mean, we've got as good a chance of any in a cup game. And I don't, I actually, yeah. I don't think there's any advantage to playing at home second 
I've seen too many games where you've you've all you go um you go um and get a solid nil nil or one nil away from home and then you're screwed by the away goal when you come back again because all they've got to do is score once. Mm. Tony, I mean my 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 first thought really is that I mean it's quite, it's going to be an interesting tie because Barcelona are not the side that we got very used to playing a few years back. But of course, nor are we, in a sense. So it kind of cancels each other out. I mean, the only—I mean, Messi, of course, touch wood. Let them pray that this will last until he ends his career. But Messi's still not scored against no. Chelsea. No. Um, but I am worried about that horrible little shit, uh, Suarez. Well, Conti's Italian. I think he'll know how to deal with someone like Suarez. I think he'll have somebody Biting there. back. Well, I just think he'll have someone in the team who'll be like a, uh, you know, like a, a, a hunting dog. <laughs> just hunt we we don't have anybody like that, though. Don't we don't have Rudiger anybody who goes around that. kicking yeah, people. Yeah, I think Rudiger would uh, would would quite relish um, the fact that he could do that. Um, yeah, because, uh, of course, think... course, Suarez is a racist, so that's going to yeah, really exactly. work well, very well. Precisely. Yeah. I, I think Rudiger is one of the players I like. That he, He's, you know, been chopped and changed around or whatever um you know i'm i'm, I'm with alex I, I i i don't buy into this it's better to play your home game first the, the away goals rule which is a shit rule but it's there um uh, it screws you over too many times and you know whichever way you cut it if you've got to go to um to their ground for the second you know what you've got to do like we did before we knew what we had to do yeah. defend a one nil yeah. lead and and um I, I think there's that i think I'll go back to this point as well. I think Alex might have just made it. They're not what they were. They're really not. I mean, the, the, the fear these striking types, you know, they've had a bit of managerial turmoil in their terms, you know, in comparison to everybody else. Of course, they're one of the steadiest teams around, I guess. But, um, you know, they, they, they're not what they were. Messi is older. I don't, <coughs> I don't think he's the impact player that he was. Um, you know, everyone gets uh, a little... When was the last time we met in 2012? So we're five years on from that. Mm. And... Everyone slows down. The older they get, I don't care. And he care couldn't score say. against us then. Yeah. And even if he did score, I couldn't care less. I still think that we've got some real talent in there. And look, look um, I, I, I get the point. You might want to play an easier team. There's no guarantees at this level anyway that you're going to get an easier team. And, and actually, we, we, who did we play when we won it? We won Napoli. Napoli. Benfica. We had a right shit bloody run of teams or whatever. And we still did it. Um, you've got to play these teams. If you don't get excited in the Champions League by playing teams like Barcelona, then, I don't know, fuck off and follow Doncaster or something. Because <laughs> that, that, to me, is the kind of... This is the game you want. It's, you want to put yourself up against these big big teams and show that you're up there. Eden Hazard isn't scared of anybody. So why should I be? Mm. I, I have to say, I completely agree with all of that. And I'm, I'll be honest, I'm really... I'm actually... I mean, I'm looking forward to this... Way more than I would be if we were playing Besiktas. Yes. Um, and I'm I'm also going to say I'm looking forward to it way more than I would PSG because I'm sick to the death of playing PSG every year. Mm. Horrible, snide, nasty little pretend plastic French club. I, I hesitate to throw the word plastic at them because it gets thrown at us, but they really are. I mean, yeah. they're already falling about the late 60s. You know, late 60s, yeah. early 70s, they're, they're an absolute excuse of a club. And they're they're funded by Qatar and, you know... And also they scare the shit out of me because they've got some bloody good players. So I'm really looking forward to Barcelona. Jonathan, final point on this. Um, you know, given what we were saying earlier on in that, uh, you know, the league's gone. Um, can you see us kind of, you know, concentrate? I mean, you know, it's hard to concentrate on what is a cup competition because anything can happen and we could quite easily go out against them. But 
you know, can you see us kind of really focusing on the Champions League and seeing if we can really give it a crack this year? I mean, why not? I can see us winning, yeah. Uh, I, I find watching them this season, you don't quite know what's going to happen, which seems to be part of the cause watching Chelsea. Then You're always taken aback when they win something. That's always been my view. So uh, it's the, it's the, um, the glorious unpredictability, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me that we beat Barcelona and then, uh, and then we'll draw an English club in the next round. And then it'll be, because I think FIFA will do, um, a UEFA, I should say, should do all they can to, uh, to making sure that they're elim- eliminating as many British teams as possible. Yeah. Mm. Who have, um, who have uh, City got, by the way? Oh, they've all got quite easy games. Well, easy Porto? compared to yeah. Oh, really? Oh, god, they win that easily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they've all got no, easy. I Liverpool, think Liverpool have, got... have got Porto, I think. Oh, have they? So, who have City got then? Anybody mm. know? Mixler, yeah. help us out. Come on, do you... Mixler, Mixler, do your job. Mixler, do your job. We know Tottenham have got Juve. Manchester we know City. Man United have got. Yeah, City have got Basel. <laughs> there you go. City have got Basel. So, who Basel. have United got then? Someone uh, else. Sevilla. Yeah, oh, they got Seville. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's going to be quite a tough match for them. Yeah, City have got Basel. Well, that's a given. They're through. I think Juve, Juve will do Tottenham. At least I certainly hope so. Uh, and who have Liverpool got Porto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll do that. Sevilla might do Man United actually, but I, I mean you know, know Mourinho's canny, canny in Europe. Scouts. Well, we shall see. Um, mm. But we're looking forward to it. February the is it February the twentieth and March the fourteenth. Something like that. Can't wait. Can't wait for that. That's this proper Champions League. I love all of that. Anyway, enough, enough, enough. Because I'm mindful that we need to get on to part four, where we have an abundance of emails. But before we do that, um, well, 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 well. Uh, Chelsea Supporters Trust. Yes, um, those of you who've been, uh, you know, uh, coming along to uh, the last few home matches we've had will probably aware be aware that uh, the Supporters Trust has organised a food bank collection at the CFC UK stall uh, and it's for the local Hammersmith and Fulham food bank and uh, it's been doing very well you've been fantastic even I brought a whole uh, big bag full of stuff the other week and I'm tight as a gnat's chuff so if I can do it anybody can anyway the last one uh, last home game before Christmas is of course is it, is it, it is this Saturday isn't it the Southampton game it's the last home game before Crimbo isn't it because we've got Everton away haven't yeah, we yeah it is anyway on the basis that it is the last home game before Christmas, this will be the last weekend of the food bank. Uh, and they're really important because it gives three days of emergency food to local individuals and families in crisis. And what they require of you is tinned fruit, tinned vegetables, tinned meat, long-life milk, long-life juice, rice, tinned rice pudding, sponge pudding, tinned tomatoes, pasta sauce. They've got lots of baked beans, tea and pasta, so don't worry about that. But uh, if you could bring something along, it would be lovely. And then, you know, hopefully we can get this to people by Christmas and, and give them some sort of a Christmas. Massively important. Uh, Alex, you're doing some charitable work at the moment, aren't you? Yes, people have got six more days till Sunday, end of Sunday, to get donations in for our shelter kids. So they're living uh, homeless with their mums in a Chelsea area, relevant. I can't say anymore because it's a safe house. Um, they're all, the mothers are victims of domestic violence and so are the children and we are taking care of their letters to Santa and also as well we have one family in there that is really really in need uh, this lady has been in there for three years she has issues with the home office which means she cannot um, support herself um, she has to live on a hundred pounds a week to support her and three children because they are faffing with her case 
and the children need clothes, underwear, warm items of clothing, everything. So anything you can spare in the run up to Christmas is much appreciated. Thank you very much. Can you put that? Uh, can you put the link of that on Mixler and Twitter, and then I can retweet it, and people in Mixler can see it now. Yeah. Uh, but well done. You are a sweetheart. Uh, right now, talking of the trust, of course, you can join the trust. It's absolutely free to join the trust. All you have to do is to go to the website and go to the the join the trust page, and you can just sign up, and it's free. And then you get your voice heard by the club because we do good work therein. However. Um, if you want to be able to vote in the me- in, in the elections and uh, get yourself a little badge, lovely little Sports Trust badge, in that case, you'll need to pay £5. But bottom line is, if you sign up to the Trust, it's for free. Uh, and then you can, uh, can take part in what's going on. But if you want to actually do other things, like go to the meetings, yada, 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 get the badge, then you have to pay five quid. But make sure you do. It's well worth it. ChelseaSupporterstrust.com is where you go for that. And, of course, follow them on Twitter, at Chelsea S Trust. And, by the way... We didn't really get time to talk about the Huddersfield game, but if there's anybody listening who's going up there um, tomorrow night, it's going to be a bit of a journey. Certainly coming back, it's going to be a late one. Uh, the Trust is organising a kind of get a lift with people. So when you get back to London and, you know, that if you're going by coach, they tend to drop you off at the stadium. But if you need to get back further, they're doing a lift sharing thing. Basically, check out the website or, or check uh, Chelsea S Trust on Twitter and you can find details about how to organise a lift with people. Bloody good idea, even if I do say it myself. Uh, talking of bloody good ideas, protecting the uh, club or the pitch from uh, ever being used for anything other than football is very important. And that's exactly what the Chelsea pitch owners do. And they own the freehold of Stamford Bridge. Uh, and you can buy a share, which means you get ownership of the pitch. It's absolutely fantastic. So to do that, you're going to have to email info at chelseapitchowners.com or check out the website, chelseafc.com forward slash fans forward slash Chelsea hyphen pitch hyphen owners. Follow them on Twitter at pitch owners. Good idea for a Christmas present for your favourite Chelsea supporter. Um, I think they used to cost about 100 quid, but I have a feeling the price has gone down. So again, check their website out. Get yourself a share. It's very important. Uh, almost as important, but not quite, is to go and read your Uncle Chidge's latest blog in uh, CFC UK and of course the wonderful Dean Mears who is in Mixler at this very minute he writes for the uh, fanzine um, and uh, Henry Winters read it this month He's uh, he was extolling its virtues on Twitter last night so there we go uh, now all you have to do is go to uh, the CFC UK store which is opposite Fulham Broadway of course and get your copy on Saturday uh, if you can't get it i.e. you're you know from a long way away then you can always get it digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net if you're in the States, just follow at CFC UK USA uh, and you can get a copy via those lovely boys. And very finally, a little plug for us. Um, we've set up this thing called Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, uh, which is a website which allows people to fund and donate to the show. Uh, you know, there have been costs and it's nice to get a little bit of money back, but uh, no pressure. If you like what we do, just feel free to donate. And thank you, uh, basically, to everybody who has so far. Um, a lot of people like to do it anonymously, easy for me to say, um, and don't want uh, me patting them on the back uh, on the show. So I just do a generic thank you very, very much to everybody who's donated. It's very, very much appreciated. Uh, and if you want to do that, all you have to do is go to p-a-t-r-e-o-n patreon.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. How about that? I do believe, Jonathan, I am such a professional that I've left you enough time to do your emails, which will be coming out in the latest episode of J.K. Norrie after this break.
Arsenal fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Welcome back, I'm Stanford Chich, and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast, and we have whizzed through tonight because... We've got so many emails. Jonathan, I, I, let's just see where we get. I mean, you know, everyone is a humdinger this week, and I know we've got a few left over from last week. Let's just see how we do, shall we? Thank you, and thank you for getting a lick on there, Chidge. That was very impressive. No worries, mate. I'm very a pro, mate. I'm a pro. You are. Uh, email one. This is from uh, Peter uh, Weeby or uh, Weeby, uh, W-I-E-B-E. Forgive me if I've got your surname wrong, Peter. Uh, Weeb, it could be, or uh, Weeby. Or um, uh, we be anyway. Um, hello, I'm a Torontonian, as Toronto, Canada. I've just begun list- begun listening to your podcast recently, and it's keeping me well entertained on my drives to and from work each week. Well, actually, they tend to last me about two days, and then I have to wait for the Kerry Dixon show to finish off the week before I get to watch the weekend's game. The special edition prior to the Liverpool match was a nice surprise, and I hope to hear more. Awkward ones, 1v1s with Chidge in the near future. Anyways, my football, soccer story began in 1989 when I received my very first trophy for participation in a sport. I was thrilled and I still cherish it today. But then my parents chose to have me play only hockey and baseball, more traditional in Canada. So football left my life for almost two decades. Then in 2006, I watched the World Cup and my love for football was renewed. I'm half German on my father's side, so I decided to cheer for Germany. I fell in love with the team, especially loved the play of the captain, Michael Ballack. Oddly enough, I followed a second team in this cup, mostly because I really liked their elephant logo, and their captain was Didier Drogba. I'd never followed much club football up to this point, but I found out that both of these great players played for an English side called Chelsea. It was around this time that a team from across the the ocean began to fill up my sporting appetite and displace my local obsessions of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Toronto Raptors and my beloved Toronto Blue Jays. Now, I still love all those teams in hockey, basketball and baseball, respectively. But today, Chelsea are the only team that I watch each and every game and the only team that give me heart palpitations. So watching Chelsea since 2006, I've obviously been spoiled by our success and wonderful stories with the phrase written in the stars, pretty much summing up our achievements and my joy of watching the team. Last year, I was able to see Drogba play live for, live for Montreal against Toronto FC in the semi-final of the MLS Cup. That was surreal. And I was finally able to get to a CFC game this year in January against Hull. We did the stadium tour the day before. The guide was fantastic and seeing everything up close was really special. But I couldn't wait for the liquidator the next Sunday afternoon. I had such an amazing time with my then fiance, now my wife, Megan, as we listened to the chants of Diego, Diego, Diego and watched Cahill score as well. Too bad we had the unfortunate business of the injury to Ryan Mason but the experience was still unforgettable. Special shout out to 222 Veggie Vegan on North End Road for a great dinner (laughs) that night. Now that I'm gainfully employed, I must and will get back for many more games. Now I have a few fun facts to share before I end my email. I named my dog DDA. 
I put molten brown orange bergamot hand soap in the washrooms at my wedding because I saw it in the Chelsea locker room. I've called in sick for work for CFC Champions League games. That's probably normal for you lot, but super strange for a Canadian. I've woken the wife up at 7am yelling at the TV while watching games on Eastern Standard Time. I've screamed at innocent bystanders in the street in language I've never heard before from my seventh floor balcony immediately following the conclusion of the 2012 shootout. I've invaded local Liverpool supporters' pubs. I've constantly chirped my Spurs-afflicted good friend. I've had outbursts of fandom when noticing a rare Toronto Chelsea fan driving next to me, pointing at each other's rearview mirrors, blue boxing gloves, or witnessing a Lard logo on a passerby shirt. I've wiped late-night drunken tears from my eyes on many occasions after watching highlights of the Champions League victory. And I've sat down on countless Saturday mornings with a carefree smile on my face, not thinking about the stress of work or paying the bills, to watch the Chelsea, 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 Chelsea. (laughs) And now I could listen to great CFC talk while in my car. Keep up the fantastic work, folks. I thoroughly enjoy it. Peter. P.S. I wrote an Alvaro Morata song that J.K. will hopefully sing to the tune of That's Amore, if you guys are still into it. Actually, it doesn't matter whether they're into it or not. I'm going to be singing it. Here we go. Uh, While the boots hit the grass, he'll be kicking your ass. That's Alvaro. In the sun and Ah. the rain, better than Harry Kane. That's Alvaro. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot. Thank you. That's, that's brilliant, Peter. That's brilliant, Jonathan. Mate, you you are you you are struggling, and I think it's manful of you to be doing this. And I'm going to give you a little break when I interrupt. I just wanted because well done, Peter. He's reminded me. Isn't it great news that uh, Balak and Lamps have been uh, signed up as ambassadors? Uh, yes, kind of Frank. Frank, we expected, but I'm really delighted to see Mickey Balak. Uh, you know, signed up. That's great news, isn't it? Can I? Can isn't I? It? I just wanted. To, I've got one comment to make about. I named one of my cats. Didier. The other one is called Frankie, after Frankie Lampard and Didier Drogba. And then I got a phone call at work one day, because we got these as kittens when they were only four weeks old, and we've been told they were eight weeks old. Um, and, and my wife's words to me were, Didier's a girl. And she was. And she is. <laughs> now Now she's just been kindly shortened to Diddy, but really she's Diddy. Sadly... Sadly, I don't have children. But if I if I did have children, no matter what make it was, I was going to call it Gianluca Gianfranco, <laughs> and then they could be called Gigi Chigi, which, I, which always yeah, tickled me pink. That one. Yeah. I always got, thought I've I should have some... married. I thought I should have married uh, Gigi Salmon, and then she could have been called Gigi Chigi. Yeah. She refused. I did ask her to marry me on Twitter. She did. I think she blocked me. <laughs> She's a gooner, though, isn't she? Yeah, exactly. Didn't you, right, you, you uh, sent her a picture, though, didn't you, Chidge, which you shouldn't have done? Uh, yeah, I sent her a picture of you, though, Jonathan. Schoolboy school era. Oh, that's fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> I've, by the way, I've, I've, I've called my imaginary dog Bluntston. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like the fact that he's imaginary, mate. That's yeah. a bit worrying, but there you go. Right, come on, dog. next email. Jamie okay. Caballos. Jamie Caballos, or... Cabellos or Jamie Cabellos. Hello, Chich. My name is Jamie Cabellos. 
first of all, cabalage. First of all, I want to say the show is a blast. All around good information and a great listen with all the different personalities. There's never a dull moment. And that's what keeps me coming back every Monday, Tuesday or even Wednesday. But no later than that to listen. I wanted to email you about a couple of things. Hope you can help me out. First off, I really wanted to listen to the podcast after we won the Champions League. I'm a fairly new listener to the show. Well, 50 episodes. Yeah, that's new since you guys are over four. <coughs> Amazing, if I do say so myself. While going, while going on the fancast page, I was able to find the podcast, but unfortunately not able to listen to it. If you can help me out there, it would be amazing. Secondly, I'm a big football fan. I've been thinking of doing my own podcast with a friend of mine. Just wanted to see if you had any tips or instructions on what equipment to use and just the overall process of getting started in the podcast world. Thanks in advance for your help. And next time I'll write a more interesting email so it can be read on the show. Keep the blue flag flying high. Jamie, another fan from the other side of the pond. P.S. You guys should look into getting the podcast added to TuneIn app. The London is Blue pod guys use it. So fans can have access to the podcast there also. It's easy to use and gives the pod even more options. Cheers. Well, nah. I can answer that. I can yeah. answer that. Yeah. Um, actually, Jamie, you know, I, I'm absolutely positively sure that I re-posted uh, the, uh, the post-Munich podcast around uh, May this year you know because it was kind of the anniversary and all that sh schmizzle um so you don't have to go too far back if you go to the website and go to latest shows it, it, you you should find it there if you can't find it email me again because i've got every single show saved so uh i can i can send you a link to uh, to dropbox and you can download it or i can just find the link and email it to you but uh it's 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 an amazing show even if i do say it myself you can only imagine i mean it, it took about two weeks for everybody to get back from munich but 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 when we did it we were still so emotional about it it's a, it's a cracking show um and and as for podcasts i mean jonathan and i can and tony can give you advice on that my first advice would be don't do it don't do it it'll ruin your life it'll ruin your life and you'll or end you up divorced or, or lonely you can do what we want which is pod when we want <laughs> We pop That's when we want. One, yeah. We pop when we want. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd I mean, only say on that one. I mean, we we got we get ours. Um, like you, we've got the the the, the kind of stream um, capability on the podinshed dot com, and we've also got ours on iTunes as well. We put ours on iTunes, so all has a, a backlog down. I, I don't know how Nick does it because he's this the guy who does ours. None of us have ever met him. He's, he's this rather mysterious character, but um, if, if is he, you is want, he like if, Jonathan's imaginary dog Blunstone? I think, he, I think he is, and I'm assuming Jonathan's named him after Frank Blunstone as opposed to Colin yes. Blunstone, one for the teenagers there. Yes. Um, but he's a I, bit of a zombie. Yes. If, Ooh, if, 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 Jamie, if Jamie wants to uh, at me on Twitter, I can point him in the right direction. I think. Yeah. Bottom line is, Jamie, <coughs> you need to have a, you need to have a few mates Skype. Uh, or if you're sitting in a room, you, basically decent mics, uh, yeah. good good condenser mics. Uh, you can buy a really cheap mixer uh, and and something to record it on. The cheapest thing to do is 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 it Audacity? Most people use that. I I I, I obviously do it via Mixler, which is different. But uh, I, I use I, audio, money. Hi, audio Hijack, but it's all the same sort of stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I got a bit kind of wanky on the old technology when we were the last time we used to do it around the table. I used to have a pretty big. 12 channel mixer 
uh, had a Zoom handheld digital recorder and some decent mics, yada, yada, yada. But you know what? You could just do it. Do it on Skype. You can record off Skype, mate. But I've, I've always felt if you're doing it for a lot of people, then the, the, technically the quality has to sound pretty good. And that's before you even get into actually, you know, sounding, you know, like people want to listen to you. I mean, it amazes me people still listen to us after nearly 10 years. But there you go. What yeah. do I know? It's all, to, mate, do the, just it's do all it. to do with the cast, mate. It's all to do with the cast. You well, that's right. You know, I, I'm, ju- I'm just that's the, the most conductor. You are the yes. orchestra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I said this to somebody the other week. You know, it is all about the squad rotation and the the the, uh, the formation, and of course, being the manager, I'm the one that decides that. So I have to take all the credit. But when we're shit, you do. Okay, that's fair, isn't it? <laughs> that's cheers, what Mourinho does, cheers, isn't it? Yeah, cheers for that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, John, we've given Jonathan a long enough break, so I think it's next next email, mate. Matthew Weber. Weber. Hey, Chidge and Co. My name is Matthew, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I write today to tell you about my absolute adoration of Chelsea Football Club. I've titled this piece in hopes to get you all to understand how difficult it is here to find people and places to watch our Blues play. For as long as I can remember, I've watched Chelsea play in solitude. I've only ever met one or two other people who support Chelsea. Going to a bar or restaurant to watch on television, I feel out of place. You see, here in Tennessee, people love their foosball, American football. I've celebrated goals and trophies in my living room quietly so as not to wake my wife or daughters. My children have just reached the age that they know we like the blue ones, but they've yet to find a love for Chelsea. Recently, I've found the Music City Blues on Facebook. I've never watched a match with any other supporters. I'm a a little nervous to attend my first match. Watching Chelsea has always felt sacred to me, like it's my thing that I don't want to share. But for 15 years, I've never had the option. And now I do. I've always gotten my Chelsea conversation through the fan cast. I've listened to the fan cast since episode number 96. Chelsea wiped the arse. Still have it saved. I needed to hear conversations about Chelsea from fans who attend matches. I wanted to feel closer to our club. So I pulled up my podcast on my iPod Touch and just typed Chelsea Football Club. You were the first and only ones there. I've listened to every episode and always told myself, I'll write them next week, but I'm alone blue and too nervous to connect with other supporters. I've finally broken out of my shell and I'm writing you and I'm attending my first match with the Music City Blues this weekend. So much excitement in one week. (coughs) And maybe one day I'll live my dream of seeing the Blues live at the bridge. Live. 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 It's a long one, I know. Sorry, JK. No, it wasn't actually matched, Matthew. Not no. particularly long. Keep really. the Chelsea, keep the blue flag flying high, Matthew. I ha- Brilliant. Thank you, Matthew. I have to say, um, that, that's pretty impressive that he was episode 96, Chelsea wiped the arse. Blimey, Drogba. That would have been Drogba. That was 2009, <laughs> would be my guess. Yeah. We were probably into season season two that's a long time listener matthew thank you you are an absolute diamond i've bit of one bit of advice there for for matthew as well everybody i know on the fan cast and everybody i talk to at the games everybody i meet in the cock i've met through twitter and through the original rat train that you couldn't make chidge but with tim true blue terry and all that and it's just gone from there don't be worried about connecting with other supporters you have one big thing in common and that will bond you to them forever whether you like it or not. Yeah, whether you like it or not. I thought, I thought that was quite Churchillian. 
brilliant. It was. What, 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 what is it that bonds us all together? Chelsea, blues, you know. Chelsea. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. As if you didn't know, bastard. <laughs> melancholy. Yeah. You have an appetite for melancholy. Well, there's that as well, yeah. <laughs> A subset of the Chelsea thing. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Great email. Um... This this has got to be read out, J.K. Because this absolutely I laughed my cock off when I read this, and I, I've, I've not put the who's, whose name it is because I want that to be saved till last. Hello to Chidge and the boys, and possibly oh, girls. Read it. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. It's a love of it's possibly girl. It says, um, "Feel free, Jonathan, to use any accent you feel appropriate." Oh, that's very sweet of you. Thank you. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll do it like that. As one of the Norwegians, oh, no one. As one of the Norwegians <laughs> occupying parts of the Atlas after the Newcastle game, only to be slightly forgiven by Stamford Chidge in episode 405 for denying Mark Worrell and Walter Otten a proper book launch, I'm writing you in hopes of getting a full acquittal for the Norwegian delegation. <laughs> this in spite of completely having lost my trust in the Chelsea fancast judicial system as the only time Chidge failed to say, allegedly, was when Mark said, the Scandinavians do like a drink, and they were all hammered in episode 406. (laughs) (laughs) Although there might be a pinch of truth to the allegation, as Joe Tweeds chimed in, it was nothing compared to the intoxication and debauchery that followed in the hours after he and Walter left. So all I can assume as a Norwegian is that what Mark witnessed while still there were Swedes. And although it might indicate a tiny logical flaw to this testimony, I, a Norwegian, must add that it was a real pleasure talking to the both of them and singing a couple of chants. <coughs> Wish they'd stayed for more. Also, I truly regret not taking the time to head downstairs to say hello to both you Chelsea fancast guys and the <coughs> London is Blue boys, as both your podcasts make my work day a hell of a lot less boring and at times quite entertaining. I'd like to tell you in person, but this email will have to do. By the time I did walk downstairs, you'd already left. My only excuse is I was having too much. My only, ex- my only, ex- my only excuse is I was having too much fun, as the continuous increase of London pride in my belly made the chance selections more and more of the sort that are filled with. In Markham Walter's book. <laughs> Also, I really enjoyed Alan Hudson and Kerry Dixon's Q&A. As I first started supporting Chelsea 20 years ago due to fellow Norwegian Torre Andre Flo signing and the beautiful fluent football under Rude Hullet, I didn't experience Alan and Kerry play, but I've had the pleasure of reading Kerry's book. As I will have to do with Alan Hudson's working man's ballet as the grand old man made quite an impression with his wit and charm. As it has taken me this long to even get to the Newcastle game, I will not dwell on it, but I must say that I feel privileged to witness Eden at the bridge in his current form. And as Chelsea supporters, Norway, get tickets in the shed just by the corner flag, (coughs) we get to see him both skin players and celebrate just yards away. Brilliant. Also, it was clearly an early kickoff as we didn't just sing West Stands, sing us a song, but even North Stands, sing us a song. Uh, never experienced that in my times to the bridge. Nevertheless, no wonder the Sheddites got to see the most goals at our end. I don't know how much of a defence speech this is, but all I can say is that our Scandinavian manners have improved slightly over the last thousand years, and I hope that's enough. 
At last, thank you, West London, for fantastic football, delicious beer, and for being lovely people. Best regards, Nut Ina Good luck with that. Yeah, I failed miserably. Just call him Nut. Nut, we'll leave it at that. No wonder they liked the bloody beer. I went to Copenhagen last weekend. It was £8 a pint, and sometimes you didn't even get a pint. And I'm told that Norway are even more expensive. So when they come over here and they get the relative delights of £4.30 a pint, no wonder they get trolleyed. I would. Christ. Brilliant. Eight pound, eight Absolutely pound brilliant. Eight pound. Their lo- no, no, I know a couple that's... of their supporters club, um, Kiel and his son Sebastian, and their logic is, well, I can buy f- one pint for this and four in London for that amount yes. of money. So I'm going to buy four and neck them all at once. <laughs> I love their style. Uh, there was a, there was a um, that Alan Hudson Q and A thing that I I went to when they kind of launched the you know the reissue of his book recently, which was held in Epsom Golf Club or somewhere really odd. There was a bloke there who who had come over just for that, all the way from Norway on his own. He just flown in just to go to that and then flew back. Quite unbelievable. There's some absolutely top 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 people all over the world that uh, that. Uh, come over and it just just staggers me and mark mark barford the lovely mark barford from hastings blues has just posted on mixler if any of our passionate and genuine overseas fans want to watch a game then like steve mower at the last home game um, i'm happy to help make your day uh front row behind the ml uh, matthew adding lower net fellow fancast listener steve had a top day and even introduced him to the Norway lot and Kerry upstairs at the Atlas after the game. Yeah, uh, Steve, who's usually in here, I don't think I've seen him in here tonight, actually, but it was absolutely brilliant to meet Steve, who uh, you know I've known on Twitter and, and on here for a long, long time, uh, and got to meet him in person, have a beer with him. It was great stuff. And Mark uh, was very much responsible for that. So, Mark, you're an absolute gentleman, mate. I've said it to you many other times, and uh, I'm sure you won't mind me saying it again, but you're a brilliant bloke. Well done for doing that and sorting uh, Steve out. He really had a good time. Right, JK, um, here's decision time. We've got three more. Can we squeeze one more in? Yes, 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 let's, yes, yes. Well, let's let's do it in order. So we'll have Jason, yes. and then next week, Akshay and uh, Marv, I promise that we'll read yours out first. How does that sound, Fantastic. JK? Fantastic, thank you, thank you. Meanwhile, Knut Aina Miavatan. Knut eine Miavotun. Knut Miavotun. Anyway, yes. Um, thank you. I thought I've improved, actually. Anyway, this is from Jason Gastworth. No, Gastworth. No, Jason Gastworth. Uh, Chidge, JK and crew. Just back from my first trip to London to see Chelsea play at the bridge. And it's still sinking in after years of following religiously via television and, of course, making a number of trips around the States to see the club play summer friendlies. Seeing the boys play at regular season speed on the pitch where the club had played for over a century was a staggering experience. You just cannot get a complete understanding via TV of how quick and skilled the players are how much they move off the ball, how much communication is shared to keep team shape, and mostly, you just don't get to experience the crowd. Especially when the fat Spanish waiter decides to have an uncoordinated kick at the ball and is resoundingly booed and asked, what the fucking hell was that? by the Stamford Bridge crowd. All truly 
amazing. Yeah, that was a great moment. I booed him resoundly just below me there. I have to give a proper <laughs> shout out to the London is Blue boys. But my boo's a bit rubbish at it. He goes, boo, boo. I keep thinking, boo, boo. It's just like you go, boo. It's like some kind of 1950s terrible. I have to give a proper shout out to the London is Blue boys for putting the trip together where we were afforded the chance to see Chelsea play twice and also for coordinating the cross pod with you and your regular crew of contributors. What that allowed for me was an opportunity to simply introduce myself to you so I could say a simple thanks. And goodness gracious, Chidge, even remembered me by name when I walked into the karaoke room. I'm sure it was beer-enhanced memory, but still cool nonetheless. I think normally the beer-enhanced memory makes you forget names, Chidge, doesn't it? Anyway, but anyway, what I really just want to what I really just want to convey is how much I really appreciate what you, J.K., and the rest of your regular contributors, whether it's Marco, Dad, Tim, Clayton, Tony, Joe Tweeds, or the lovely Ms. Churchill and others do every week. I know the world has gotten smaller that we're able to keep up with Chelsea news here in the States via traditional and social media channels. But what you guys do each week with the pod is basically providing color to a black and white experience. Not only that, that's lovely. Not only that, but you're also gracious and welcoming to share your club with us. And that really wasn't something I was expecting based on that traditional media only touch point where Yanks and our soccer fandom of teams in the UK is sometimes perceived to be less than authentic. I know you all have real jobs <laughs> and the fan cast is really a side <laughs> thing where you gather to chat and shoot the bull, but it's still a sacrifice of your time to do so. Uh, not sure about my job. So again, from a Southern boy who grew up where football traditionally means the Georgia Bulldogs and go dogs, by the way, I go dogs, by the way, I again say thanks again for doing the fan cast and welcoming us as supporters. Until next time, up the chill! Jason Gasworth, Atlanta, uh, GA, is that Georgia? Yeah, yeah. Georgia. Yeah, yeah. The name of my daughter, the name of my daughter. Oh, lovely. Well, brilliant, Jason, brilliant email. Uh, I love it. Great yeah. emails, as always, guys. The emails are just so brilliant. You're so uh, um, excellent at communicating your, uh, your joy uh, in listening to the podcast. It's... Uh, it does the warms the old cockles. I have to tell you, it, it really does. does. It does indeed. Uh, I remember Jason. He's a lovely lad, actually. I'm sorry. I, I'm not sure, you, might, you may well have met him as well, actually. Do you, do you remember? Not, not sure if I can't remember because you kind of snuck in, didn't you, as we were about to kick off? What did he look pod, like? Which I, he was blonde. Is he one of the mad people from Utah? No, he's Georgia. I don't know. No, no, no. He wasn't. He's a nice lad. I do remember saying hello to him and having a quick chat with him and. All the rest is lovely for him to write in, and uh, and I'm glad he enjoyed the cross pod. Which, of course, I have to say, really, that I think we carried. To be fair, didn't we? Well, they you know, turned up late no asper- at the start, didn't they? Yeah, no aspersions being cast, but I think that you, me, Jonathan, and Dan, we carried that show. Let's be honest. That's right. so, yeah, so, I mean, still all over again when they turned up like three years late. No, uh, I'm only, I'm only, I'm only joshing. Uh, it was great. It was lovely. I really enjoyed that. I, I tell you what, I haven't had that much fun doing a podcast for years. And you also know, lots of beer and an audience is all I need. But there we go. Right, we should go because Jonathan's got to got to disappear. Jonathan, you you've been a Trojan tonight because I know that you've got a stinking cold and it's always a struggle really when you got a cold. So thank you, mate. Uh, right, you lot out there, uh, we love receiving your emails as you can tell, and uh, we will always try and read them out uh, on the show. 
Uh, but you've got to make sure you send them to chelseafancast at gmail.com before Monday. Uh, and as I said, Akshay and Marv, yours are first next week, I promise. Right. That, I'm afraid, is all we've got time for this week. Uh, we will be back next Monday, December the 18th, at 7 o'clock GMT. Live! 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 And I'll be joined by, of course, uh, the ubiquitous Jonathan Kidd, hopefully Woo. without a cold, so. uh, the lovely Dan Silver, and the eminent <laughs> Grease. Well, he's not really Grease. He's a, young, he's a young man. Joe Tweed is a young man, but he speaks a lot of sense, so he'll be on the show again next week. Uh, we'll be reporting back on the Uddersfield match uh, on Tuesday. Good luck to everybody who's going there. I hope that it doesn't get snowed off. And uh, we've got Southampton, my, uh, my local rivals, as it were, we got them at home next Saturday, so we'll be talking all about that. Uh, it's also worth noting in your diaries right now that we are intending to do uh, a couple of shows during the Christmas and New Year break. Uh, but in order to cover all the matches, of which there are many, uh, we'll be podcasting on Thursday, the 28th of December, and Thursday, 4th of January. Largely because uh, the quirk of the fixture list means that Christmas Day and New Year's Day are both on Monday, which is bloody inconvenient. How dare they? So we'll be on Thursday and uh, the 28th of December, Thursday the 4th of January, over the Christmas break. Uh, now, of course, a quick shout-out for the wonderful Heon Carbis, who's been upping the game on the Chelsea Fancast website, who is the editor, uh, and he's got putting loads and loads of content up. So please go and check out the blogs. Alex puts her blogs up there too, and they're always worth a read. Uh, ChelseaFancast.com. And of course, you know, just follow us on Twitter at Chelsea Fancast and Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. They're all up there too. I've just seen that Akshay is in the house and saying another fab show. Cheers. Akshay, thank you so much, mate. And uh, sorry we didn't get to your email this week, but I promise it'll be first up next week. Uh, right, follow the show. As I said, Chelsea Fancast on Twitter, me at Stanford Cheers, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, Alex, CFC, GWLB, and the absolutely fantastic, wonderful buddy that I have. Mr. Tony Glover is at Grocer Jack UK. And as I said, I've already told you where the website is. Time to go home. Right, thanks for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it Chels. Up the Chels! Up the Chels! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.